Do you love your weekly staff meeting or do you hate it? There is a mixed bag. Some people love staff meeting. I love staff meeting. I love going every week and sitting down with everybody and being on the team and talking and hanging out, making decisions. But some people just hate staff meeting. And I get it. I get it. You spend an hour, two hours, three hours, sometimes even four hours sitting in this room with all these people. You feel like you're not really getting a lot done. And everybody hates that. They hate walking out of a meeting and feeling like, why did we, what, what are we doing with our time here? What do we, we hate that. And what I want to do today is I want to sit down, me and Matt, we're going to sit down, we're going to talk about how to keep staff meetings engaging, how to create a staff meeting where people love coming in, they love hanging out, they love spending that time, and they love leaving when it's all over. Because staff meetings, you have to have them. If you don't have them, you're going to feel it. But if you have them, they have to be engaging and they have to get something done. And in this episode, we're going to show you exactly how to make that happen. So let's get started. So the big question is this, how do pastors like us who remain focused on the mission of Jesus and serving our communities without being distracted by everything in the world around us, how do we increase our effectiveness while living a lifestyle that doesn't compromise our health, our families, or our personal relationships with Jesus? That's the question this podcast is going to answer. I'm Dr. Brandon Party Cooper, and welcome to the Ministry Hackers Podcast. Welcome to this episode of Ministry Hackers Podcast. I hope you are doing wonderful wherever you are and whatever it is you are doing. We are in November. Thanksgiving is not too far away. Christmas is right around the corner. Super excited about the fall weather. Super excited for just this time of year. I love it. I hope you love it, and I hope you're going to have time to enjoy it in time to spend with your family, time to hang out, time to enjoy the season, the holidays. I hope you are ready for it. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to help you. We're here to guide you. We're here to give you the maybe the permission to have a little margin in your time to enjoy your family and your friends and the things you love. And joining me today, as always, is the wonderful Pastor Matt Wozbinski. Matt, how is it going? It's going great, uh, enjoying the nice fall weather. Today's gonna be a good week because it's like cool, but we're gonna get like two warm days tomorrow and like leading into the weekend, and then it's gonna be freezing for the rest of all time. Okay, so, so now, hold on, what is warm? Like tell me in Michigan. Like 60, 60, 60, like 65, okay. like where I can like go outside in jeans and a t-shirt and not right. have to worry too much about it. So uh, <laughs> possibly like gonna like, replace the brakes on my car, like try to do like the outdoors stuff that right. like I don't want to be outside too long for because then after that it's supposed to be like 40s, 30s for like here on out. So nice. So are you handy like that? Do you do auto work? No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I married into a family that is. And so my father-in-law uh, is very handy. So okay. he, um, it's gotten to the point where like I can do it, but he kind of is there to make sure I don't break things more than they were already broken. So, right. um, you know, with a combination of my father-in-law and YouTube, I can pull off like a few <laughs> things, but. Nice, yeah, so I actually come from a family. My my uncle actually is a mechanic. My dad is very handy on the cars and I can change my tire. That's about it. Yeah. So somehow yeah. along the way, I just kind of missed out on that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I was the same. Like we came from a family of like, just get a different one. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't worth saving like the 10 bucks or whatever to do it yourself. It's like, just have someone who knows what they're doing. So. Right, right. Yeah, awesome. Hey, so I've been meaning to ask you like, you know, 
for Christmas coming around the corner, you know, play practice. Are you ready for your role in Joseph as Joseph in the Christmas play this year? I mean, I am going to nail it, but I will say this. Um, I was super bummed because part, I, I don't want to say part of the reason, but I was really hoping that we were going to go in Kanto characters for Halloween because I could pull off Bruno very well. Um, and my kids just were not super interested. They love the movie, but they wanted to be something else. So uh, that was one thing where I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm ever going to have hair like this and I could have pulled it off perfectly, but. Well, hey, you got the maybe, 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 maybe you could do do Easter. Maybe to be Jesus. Exactly. If I can make it to Easter, then maybe I can pull off Jesus. Maybe pretty long. I, yeah. At that point, like I might have to play like you know Mary or something. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's getting it's getting long, man. Nice. All right. So, as many of our listeners know, you and I have a long history. We've been on staff together. Um, we did uh, a couple years on staff, and um, one of the things that. I enjoyed, I loved, was our staff meetings. I love staff meetings, and I've been at multiple churches. We've all had, always had staff meetings. What is your um, general feel about staff meetings? I think that they're good. I'm I'm a pretty social person, and so I like the idea of, like, you know, a bunch of different voices kind of coming together because I think a lot of times in ministry, surprisingly, for something that is so – ingrained with other people a lot of the stuff that you do is kind of by yourself like you're working on projects or you're sending out emails or you're just doing different stuff and so i like that collaborative mindset and kind of getting people together for a while um but it also is that every week kind of a thing yeah and so it can become very monotonous and all right, it's just something we got to do, right. especially if you like, let's say you have a really busy week, you have an event coming up and you're thinking, like you were saying, even during the intro, like this is two or three hours I could be <laughs> using for something else, especially if you don't have anything like really to add to the conversation because mm-hmm. you're like, hey, my focus is this this week. And so that's all I have to add. And like, I don't really have time to sort out like all your stuff. Right. And so I would just rather go. But you know, it's that give and take. If you're expecting people to help you, you know, dream and plan about the big event that you are now throwing, then when they're trying to dream and plan and get everything together, then you also need to be able to set aside some time and help with that collaboration to make the whole church better. So yeah, yeah, there are some pros and cons. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm with you. I I think I lean towards the side of, I love staff meeting. Um, I like you, I am super social. In fact, you know, one of the things that I don't get a lot of now is that team element. And I miss that a lot. I, I miss getting together and bouncing ideas off each other and planning and all that. I love that. Um, but it can get a little long. I think that's my mm-hmm. my challenge is that I love it, me personally. But I know that a lot of the angst and a lot of the uh, eye rolling and all that stuff that comes usually comes because it just it can be long. Now, I've mm-hmm. been a part of staff where... Uh, our staff meetings were 45 minutes to an hour. Maybe we'll get in, get it done, get it out. Uh, the, when we were on staff, though, it was like a whole production for the majority yeah. of the day, right? So we would get together with mm-hmm. prayer, I think at like 8.30 or 9. And then we'd mm-hmm. go prayer into about a two to three hour staff meeting. And then from there, we would go to lunch for another hour, hour and a half. Um, so mm-hmm. it was usually one, right? About one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was your whole morning. Like the first thing I would do is I would come in, get some coffee from the Keurig and then walk into the auditorium for prayer. And then 
it was post lunch, one thirty or so before, like I have really had the chance to do anything else. So, yeah. And again, I loved it, but I get it. Like I get on the back end, especially like you said, when somebody has a ton of stuff to do, you just feel like it's not super productive. And so what mm-hmm. we want to do today is we want to give you just three very simple, very focused uh, ideas or concepts that are going to help you make your staff meetings engaging, which means that they're going to drive everybody in. Everybody's going to love to be a part of it. But it, at the same time, it's going to serve its purpose and move everybody on to what needs to be done. And so the first thing, the first thing that we have to do in order to make our staff meetings uh, engaging, the first thing we have to do is we have to keep it productive. It has to be productive. We cannot meet for an hour, two hours, three hours. We cannot do that and walk out and have no decisions and no action steps. Because when we do that, then that's where the staff begins to ask the question, what did we just do? Like we just sat down, we just had this long conversation and we spent all this time together and I don't know what the purpose was. Mm -hmm. And so we have to keep, you know, we have to keep it productive and keep it on point and make sure that when we walk out of the room, that there's decisions and that there are action steps to carry out from that meeting. <clears throat> yeah, I think that, uh, so we do this yearly survey to see like, uh, it's for a better Christian workplace where, you know, we, the whole staff does surveys and how we do and all that sort of stuff. And one of the, this is an external got, survey, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's something that we do at all of our campuses to kind of see like, what are we doing really well and what could we be doing better? And one of the things was that uh, a lot of times in our meetings, it can feel like that, that like circular thing where maybe there was a lot of really good discussion, maybe a lot of really good brainstorming and ideas. But then when we left, we feel like we didn't really accomplish anything. Um, You know, so a lot of people spoke and a lot of people kind of had their like, okay, this is what I think, or I think we should do this. But yeah, I think that's really important is that, you know, because... I think sometimes that happens where we leave the meeting we're like, wow, what a great meeting. We had so many good dreams and man, so many great ideas. And that was a really good point that so-and-so made. But then you leave and you sit down at your desk and you're like, well, what was that? Well, now what? <laughs> like, know what I mean? Like, wait, are we doing the first thing or like right. are we doing the seventh thing? Like, and so, um, yeah. So having it feel like when people are leaving that they're like kind of have that not only positive momentum, like their voice was heard and things were discussed, but that they have that forward momentum mm-hmm. and now they are know, okay, what's kind of next up on my schedule. And so that's really good. Um, and it's also great because then if you're having these weekly or, you know, at least very routinely, then it gives you something to kind of come back for like, okay, by next time, like it's expected that I'm going to have this list of participants or I'm going to have contacted this, those four people or called that one company and, so I think that if people kind of have that, and then it also kind of sets you up for the next meeting where you kind of know what you're going into as well. Right. Now, the one thing that I want to clarify, though, this does not mean you can't have brainstorming sessions or mm-hmm. idea moments or whatever. I think what you need to do, though, in, in that is you either need to clarify on the upfront and say, hey, guys, this weekend staff meeting, we're going to brainstorm this. And so everybody understands we're walking into a brainstorming session. Number one, helps them just be more prepared for brainstorming. But number two, mm-hmm. they don't – it manages their, their expectations so that they know that when they walk out of that meeting, there's a good chance there's not going to be major decisions or 
um, or action steps in place because it's a brainstorming session. So that's the first thing I would say is either communicate, hey, it's a brainstorming session on the upfront. And so they know that going in. Or the other thing is, is isolate it into a small window of the meeting. You know, so mm -hmm. isolate a 20 minute or a 30 minute window and just say, okay, guys, we're going to go into uh, kind of a brainstorming period right now. And here's what we're talking about. And so again, that way they know, okay, in this little window, no decisions or action steps are really probably going to come out of it. We're just bouncing ideas off the wall. We're just throwing things out there and we'll pick it up later at either another meeting or another session or whatever to come back to and actually make decisions. But I think that's the one thing is sometimes staff meetings can get so decision oriented and so click, 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 get it out that we never allow room for collaboration or brainstorming or innovation or any of those things because we're trying to keep our meetings so short and productive that we kind of cut that piece out, which is really what keeps us at the forefront of ministry practice and everything else. And so, you know, making sure that we are making time for that, it's just managing the expectations before the meeting and isolating it to a small window within the meeting so they know, so your staff know that. Yeah, and one of the things that we even do here is, uh, so the like terminology that we use is we call them synergy meetings, which are our weekly kind of like staff meetings. But then we also have something called staff meeting and we do that once a month where it's an additional hour on that tail end of our synergy. And that is something that we do once a month where that is specifically for things like brainstorming. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, we're gonna be doing this event in six months and I need to start thinking about vendors and I need to start thinking about this. Right. What do you guys think about that? And so we, like you said, kind of carve out that specific time where it's kind of going in where anyone can kind of put it on the itinerary and say, hey, this is something I really need to discuss or right. bounce some ideas off of you. And then the idea of it is it's a lot less, like you were saying, information giving, and people are kind of walking into that knowing like, okay, like we're gonna be spitballing a little bit here, big <laughs> <Right>. conceptual <laughs> ideas in this time. And so, so yeah, so I think that's really smart to like let people know like, hey, we're moving into this frame of mind and right. then going from there. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so that's the first one, keep it productive. The second one is keep it moving, keep it moving. And what that means is limit discussions and be decisive as the leader, as the pastor, as the one overseeing the meeting, you have to be decisive. Again, it's easy to let the meeting devolve into discussion. And sometimes discussion then becomes debate and debate then becomes an argument and then everybody walks out of the meeting all frustrated. And usually that happens because we, as the pastor or leader in charge of the meeting, we don't keep it moving forward. We just kind of come to a discussion point and we camp out and we sit back and we let the discussion or we fully engage in the discussion and we're the ones that keep it moving. Uh, or we keep, we keep that discussion continuously carrying on, carrying on, carrying on. And it's 45 minutes later and we're nowhere near a decision point mm -hmm. and just devolving into frustration and argument and debate. And so we have to keep that moving, um, keeping away from discussion, staying on topic, staying on agenda making sure that we are moving the, the meeting one step at a time forward so that everybody knows can they can at least sense there is an end and we are moving towards it. And so just keep that staff meeting moving forward to decision points and to the end. Um, do you, how do you guys handle that for your staff as far as like keeping it moving, Matt? 
So um, one thing that we do is one, we have a Google doc that is like a living document um, that, so we don't have like individual notes for each, uh, you know, synergy. But what we do is we have synergy notes and like, you can scroll up like 50 pages and see, you know, notes from three years ago synergy. And so every week we just start a new page and then we kind of go from there. And that is kind of built even, uh, so ours are on Tuesdays. So uh, earlier in the week or end of the previous week, those are kind of built out. So if you have something that you need to kind of share with the group or um, anything like that, that's kind of built into there. Right. Um, so then you can kind of look ahead and kind of know, like if you need to process or think or strategize before you even come into the meeting. Gotcha. And then another thing that's really nice is that um, kind of in parentheses, so it might say, you know, uh, Christmas appreciation, where we're going to talk about, hey, what are we going to give to all of our volunteers? Mm. And then in parentheses, it'll typically have like a five minute increment of how long that's supposed to take. So like five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Right. And then so right off the bat, when you're looking at that, you kind of know like, oh, okay, this is just sort of like, I'm keeping you up to date. Um, this is just an update on something or something like that. It's just a five minute quick little thing. Or you see something where it's like, um, you know, 20 minutes, then you're like, okay, this is something where we're going to be talking about it for a little bit. This mm -hmm. is something a little bit more. And then it kind of gives people even going into that topic, right. a little bit of perspective of, okay, if I have more that I really want to talk about, then this isn't really the setting for that. Right. Like if I have an issue with this, or if this is something, and that's maybe a one-on-one -on -one conversation I need to have with my like direct report after this is done, or maybe talk with this pastor, or, um, you know, we always say like, I'll catch you offline. Like the idea of, Hey, this isn't like a whole group discussion. Like, you know, there's eight people in the room or whatever. And right. so, Hey, I know somebody who I can connect you with. Let's talk later. And then, you know, we'll talk about how that could all work out. Mm. And so having even those parentheses of how long you're kind of thinking this topic should take, um, one helps you kind of plan out your meeting. So then you don't have. 18 topics that you're never going to cover and then you just never get to those last ones at the bottom of the list right and then two people kind of know hey this is more of just uh i'm letting you know and mm -hmm. then if you have discussion stuff we can talk about that later but this is just me letting you know or no this is the time where we're going to sit discuss do you have any questions all that sort of stuff right yeah and i think this is where you as a leader really have to step up you know i you know for some of us we you know, we control the room and, you know, we manage all of that and we just keep everything moving just fine. Others of us, though, we kind of let our staff do their thing. And, you know, if they want to discuss, we let them discuss. But I think there's a point where you as the leader, you are the pastor, you are the decision maker in the room. At least, you know, you know, maybe you're discussing something for another department. And so let's say you're talking about something in the youth department. The youth pastor is the decision maker, but you're managing the, the room. You're managing the meeting. And so... If there's a decision point to be made, you may defer to the youth pastor, but you shut down the discussion to mm -hmm. then move on. And so I think yeah. that's where us as leaders, we have to kind of step in and say, okay, guys, that's enough discussion. It's time to make a decision. And either you make that decision move forward or you hand it off to youth pastor, whoever it is, say, now you have enough information. You make the decision. Let's move on. Um, just yeah. because, I, again, I think – when nobody's in charge of the room and nobody's managing the, the meeting, then everybody's in charge of the room and everybody's managing it. And it just gets, it turns into chaos, which is usually yeah. what turns your staff members off to staff meetings anyway, because nobody's in mm -hmm. charge and they feel that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So that's number two, keep it moving. The last one, 
And this is a big one, probably bigger than most of the time we understand, but this is a huge one. Number three is keep it positive. I don't know, if, Matt, for you, how it's been over the years in your staff meetings and the churches you've been at, but I know for me, um, it's easy to come into a staff meeting and be super excited about stuff. That's great. Those meetings are great. But more often than not, we come into meetings and we talk about the problems. We talk about the issues mm-hmm. we're having. We talk about what's breaking down. We talk about the you know the problem congregant or the problem youth uh, in our youth group, we, whatever. We talk about whatever the issues are. And what, what can happen is, is these become almost like professional gripe sessions. Like, hey, they, mm-hmm. we have to talk about this because this is a part of ministry and we have to problem solve. But if you step back, if you were an outsider watching this, it would feel like these people are just complaining to each other. And that's what mm-hmm. we do. That is not a productive staff meeting because what that's doing is it's breeding into your staff culture this kind of negative unrest, which is not something that we want. And then the backside of what what the result of that is, is it stifles anything that is innovative. It stifles any new ideas, any creativity, any optimism. All of that goes out the window because we've kind of allowed the staff meetings to become these gripe sessions of complaining and being frustrated. And we then have blinders to actual creative solutions because we're just so stuck into our problems. And so mm-hmm. keep it positive. <clears throat> For you, Matt, have you seen have you seen anything over the years in all of the situations you've been? Ways that staff meetings have been kept positive or kept them mm-hmm. kind of not devolving into that? Yeah. Um, two that kind of come off you know the top of my head is one, we start every single one of our staff meetings with wins. So um, that is something that kind of sets the table for the rest of the meeting. Um, just a good reminder of what God is doing at our campus, what God's doing in our individual lives. And that can be everything from, hey, uh, you know, we got approved for that car loan that we were trying to get, or somebody got baptized, or maybe we had a new team member test drive. And so they're really excited about maybe joining our team. Um, you know, all those sort of things. And uh, we try to relate them back to our culture code of like, how is this you know, something, why is this a win and why is this good and why should we be celebrating it? So then when you start off, like the first thing that you do in the meeting is, hey, we might be talking about some heavy stuff. We might be talking about some things that maybe aren't going so great, but look, God is doing some really cool stuff. And um, it kind of sets that table of, you know, you're not getting bogged down with, you know, the negative or things that need to be fixed or addressed, but it's also like, hey, yeah, there's some clunky stuff and some stuff that we need to work on, but... God's still showing up. God's still doing really great things. People are still experiencing life change. And so that is always super great because then people kind of are, you know, even if you have to come down a little bit, like if you're starting up here and then like, okay, going here versus like you're starting neutral and then you're going down. Right. Um, So that's always a good one. And then another thing that we do is uh, we try to go out into the community sometimes and do our staff meetings. Mm, um, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe it's just, we go to the local coffee shop. And the other thing too, is we'll let like people, um, join in on our staff meetings if they like, we have what we call, um, you know, open staff meetings. And so if there's a congregant who really wants to sit in and kind of hear like the, you know, kind of 
if we're honest, kind of boring stuff about <laughs> the logistics of what's going on. The glory on. of ministry. <laughs> exactly. Then they can. And so there's been several times where we've gone to a coffee shop and we'll post it on Facebook. Hey, your, you know, your campus staff is going to be at your local coffee shop. Um, cool. Stop on by and we'll buy you a coffee. And then one, it's good because then sometimes those people even speak up and say, well, I think it, I really liked how we did that that one year. Yeah. Or, you know, they'll kind of have that conversation. They get to see you in action, which makes them more likely to support you, like, because mm-hmm. there isn't that distance. And then it just adds, like, a little bit more of, like, a relaxed posture to mm-hmm. it. You're sitting, like, you know, you're sitting on, like, chairs and sipping on coffee. <laughs> and there's one of your, like, you know, one of your leaders from one of your teams stopped right. by and you were able to bless them with a coffee. And so... It just, you know, sometimes it can get a little bit formal. Like right now I'm sitting at like a big table with a bunch of chairs. And so sometimes it can just feel a little bit formal. And so to kind of go and go to an off-site location and mm-hmm. just kind of be in the community and be available, um, kind of one reminds you that, okay, we're not going to have a big griping session if there's, you know, other people here. It's sort right. of like with, when you're with your family, <laughs> like you might have a little bit more of a heated argument, like if you're at home alone versus you're out with friends and you're out with other people. And so same thing, it kind of puts that all into perspective of, right. okay, like, you know, we're, we're a family, we fight sometimes, but also let's try to keep this going, keep it upbeat. Right. Well, and the other nice thing I like about that is it also gives a greater sense of transparency. You know, your nation mm-hmm. probably feels a sense of like, well, if I wanted to go, I could. And so, but you know, I don't really want to go, <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah. But feel like you know you're not hiding something or you know whatever so i i really like that idea and i also like what you said about celebrating wins i think that's huge and i think a lot of times in staff we do that we do celebrate wins um because there is a point where you have to talk about issues you know that's why you know you have those closed door staff meetings is because you have to talk about some of the issues some of the frustrations you have to do that and so by starting with your wins it, like you said it kind of starts everybody up here and then if you have to you go down mm-hmm. um, because yeah, that has to be a safe place. And I don't want to give the idea that everything has to be positive and upbeat and we're all just happy go lucky and man, I love staff meeting and, and you never deal with the issues because they have to be dealt mm-hmm. with. It's just a matter of in the midst of dealing with those issues, can we be more problem solving? Can we be more, you know, let's find a solution and less let's complain, let's be frustrated and let's gripe about whatever it is that yeah. we're talking about. So again, this is a safe, you know, a safe space where we um, can talk about the issues, but again, keep it positive, you know, keep it, keep it productive, keep it moving, keep it positive. And at the end of the day, I think everybody on your staff recognizes staff meetings are necessary, but I don't think they have to be a necessary evil. I think they really can be huge pieces for your staff and for your team to really come together and to feel like they're connected. That's why I love staff meeting because I love staff meeting because I feel like I'm spending time with the people I'm doing ministry with. And I love the teams that I've been on. I've been on some really good teams over the years. And a lot of times it's because in those staff meetings, we get to connect, we get to kind of, you know, let our hair down a little bit, relax, hang out, have some fun while we're doing whatever it is we need to do to get stuff done for our ministries and the congregations that we serve. And so I think there's just a lot of value in staff meeting, but it doesn't have to be a necessary evil. It can be kind of the highlight of the week uh, for your staff as they continue to build that culture and grow. And so, um, so yeah, I just think staff meeting is super important. So let's make them fun and engaging. And there's three ways that you can do that. Any last thoughts, Matt? 
Um, my big thing too is we talked about this a little bit in the productive side, um, but having a tangible next step coming out of the meeting. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we do is we do something called ministry minute that is at the end of the meeting. And what that does is just everyone goes around in 60 seconds and say what you're working on that week. Um, and then one that keeps you accountable. And then two, it kind of helps everyone know like what level of busy you are. Like, do you have a big event coming up? So if you're a little bit slow responding to slacks or to emails, that's probably why are you going to be out of town for something? Right. And, uh, it often lets you also tell your lead pastor or whoever's in charge of that staff meeting, kind of what have you taken from this meeting and what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Um, and how are you going to apply it? And how is that kind of fitting into your week? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I like that. Again, staff meetings can be super, super important for you and can be kind of a pivotal anchor for everybody on the team um, each week. And so, again, uh, keep it productive. Keep it moving. Keep it positive. Have wonderful staff meetings and your team will love you for it. Um, so, yeah, super excited again for um, just what God can do in a staff you know, that is on the same page and doing great things. And so um, use your staff meetings and make them productive and, and just help them to, uh, you know, to be a highlight, like I said, for the rest of the team. So um, super excited about the season, uh, super excited about Thanksgiving, super excited about everything that's going on. And one of the things that I'm super excited um, for you as a staff member, as a pastor, as a ministry leader, is helping you find the margin that you need in your life. I think, and this is, this is where I am in ministry. After 20 years of ministry, after serving with tons of pastors and watching tons more, serving them and, and serving alongside them, one thing that I've come to, I'm convinced of is that we make ministry harder than it should be. And I think that a lot of times what we end up doing is we work ourselves to death and we take away all of our free time. We don't have any margin. We miss things out, miss out on things with our kids and our family. And I just don't think that that has to be the case all the time. And so what I want to do is I want to invite you Go to brandonpartycooper.com slash more time, more money. And right there, you're going to get a step-by-step -step guide how you can go from uh, overwhelmed, stressed out, anxious um, in your ministry to living a life of ministry where you get to pastor a growing church, growing ministry, while at the same time spending time with your family and friends. And so um, so you can go there, brandonpartycooper.com slash more time, more money, and watch step-by-step -step how you can go from where you are today to where you want to be, the things you've imagined. I know for me, when I had this calling on my life years ago, I had this idea of what that would look like. And, and I feel like it took me a long time to get there. And partially because there were some things that I just didn't understand and that I had to figure out along the way. And the longer you're in ministry and the longer you really kind of pay attention to how you can make more margin in your life, the more you understand how to live that way. And so, um, so I've, I've figured it out on my end. I've seen lots of pastors who have figured it out on their end. And what I've done is I've taken those steps and I've put them all together so you can see step-by-step step how to go from where you are to where I believe God has called you to be. And so um, Matt and I are both testaments of what that can look like and how you can live that life. And so again, go to brandonpartycooper.com slash more time, more money, get the free step-by-step -step guide, and you can see how you can start today moving towards that uh, dream life, dream life and ministry. So um, so Matt, living the dream life this week, you got the holidays coming up. Are you... Uh, Hmm? Are you hosting Thanksgiving this year or are you going somewhere? No, 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 no. So uh, <laughs> we're trying to navigate all of that and hitting all the different houses and stuff like that. So it's going to be, so I'm excited because it's going to be the best sports weekend ever. So oh. Thursday you have Lions football, 
Friday, you have the United States versus England in the World Cup. Nice. Saturday, you you have Ohio State versus Michigan and Survivor Series for WWE wrestling fans. (laughs) And then Sunday, you have a whole day of football. So, like, it's just going to be a great weekend of sports. I'm excited about that. I love the holidays. (laughs) So good. Love it. It's so good. And then just eating leftover turkey that entire yeah. Well, we're kicking off early. My uh, my eight year old son just made a pumpkin pie for me, so I'm getting nice. ready to have some of that tonight. So <laughs> enjoy. Yes, it'll be great. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day. Enjoy whatever it is going on in your life, and we'll see you in the next episode.